Hey everybody, welcome to High Cheese. I'm your main, most important, and best host, Joe, and I'm joined by some jabroni whose name I haven't bothered to learn. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds <laughs> normal. Uh, yeah, we're back. Another coming week. coming in hot to start off. Uh, kind of where we left off last week. I advanced. Yes, you in did. the fantasy baseball playoffs. Big at a big win. Yeah. You pulled it off, and it was... I, yeah, scored a bunch of points last weekend to, to take a big lead on the last day, advanced, and now I'm playing our former champ, uh, two-time, two-consecutive-time champ, uh, Matt Clement, who I'm hoping to beat. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have Snake, who uh, won our, what we call our uh, Mickey Mouse championship in COVID, so he's a champ, too by asterisks uh and historically he's given me headaches in fantasy looking back at the league history like i have like a oh has he i beat him earlier this year but uh that was like the first time in like five years uh so winning when it feels like it's an in-season rivalry getting to play out in the semifinals here and if all goes well like able to see did i lose you no we're good we're good oh you froze you froze on my end for a second um yeah I, am i able to see just my record against clement yeah i'll find it while we talk about it. oh no i got it right here history i'm on the computer so i'll look on the computer while you talk mm. all right so lgogs no it's only I, you'd, you'd be able to see it on your end i can't find yours i don't think okay well but, i'll see if i'll pull it up before the end of the episode yeah. but Mostly, I'm just curious for myself. Yeah, I'd be curious, um, too. But, yeah, Snake's given me fits in the past, so it feels like I really, you know, i got to <laughs> overcome a demon to make it to the finals. I haven't been back to the finals in a while. Uh, I usually made yeah. it, I've made it to this point in, like, six seasons, and then I yeah. always choke. I, f- I like my team, though. I like what's happening, so. Well, That's good. We'll see. We'll see, yeah. You're in a, you're in a good spot. Your team's hot. Yeah, Trey Turner so, also just can't stop hitting home runs now. He's up to 25. It's crazy. He was at like 10 he's, a month ago. He's hitting 267 <laughs> with 25 homers, 73 RBIs, and 26 stolen bases now. It's basically what, minus the batting average, what you would have wanted from him as this. Like, he, his career high is 28 home runs. He's at 25. So he could break his career high in home runs this year after being awful for four months. So. I'm into it. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things, too. It's kind of like um, I always felt this way about Justin Upton, where he would start really hot, and he would end really hot, and the middle, like, majority of the season, he would do nothing. It always felt like that to me, and uh, his numbers were always pretty good, but if you, like, owned him in fantasy, you'd be like, he completely disappeared for, like... 80% of the year. Basically, the entire yeah. fantasy Tr- baseball Trey season, Turner is he was doing gone. A, doing a Justin Upton season this year. That's actually really, like, prime Justin Upton stats that he's at right now. Yeah, I'm looking... Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. He's got a, he's got a shot to go 30-30 this year, Turner does. Um, yeah, after being literally, like, the bane of my existence on my team for most of the season. Yeah, and his, his war is going to end up I mean, it might not be as good as, like, last year, but, I mean, he's going to be, like, a four-war player, which is really <laughs> good. All-star level so, player. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, pretty cool. So yeah, good time. I feel and well, while we're talking, let's skip over to the first agenda item and talk about uh, your fantasy team guy. You've been carried by Matt Olson getting to fifty home runs, which is awesome. My man, this is the guy I envisioned when I traded. So, for those of you who aren't in our fantasy baseball, so of the ten listeners, for the three of you that aren't in our yeah. fantasy baseball <laughs> league, uh, I had Freddie Freeman as a keeper for a really long time, and he's great, and I think he's one of the better players in baseball. Huge fan. Um, and I traded him a couple years ago in an effort to like make a push to win because I had like far and away the best team, but sometimes you need a little bit of a, a little bit of oomph heading into the playoffs. It didn't work out for me, but I felt comfortable trading him because I had Matt Olson as a um, relatively You literally cheap did keeper. what the Braves did that following offseason, yeah. which was very funny that it worked that way. Yeah, it, it is weird that it worked out that way. Um, and last year Olson was good, but not quite the guy I thought I was going to be getting. Um, and then this year he. Started off fine and was fine for most of the year. And then really around like mid-July, early August, he went he's, – he's been amazing. And uh, his average now, he's almost up to 280. And he's got 50 home runs, 127 RBIs. Real, real outside shot at 60 home runs. I don't think he'll do it, but you never know. He's been like red hot for weeks now. Could he hit 10 home runs in the next like – Two weeks? Two and a half Yeah, weeks. 15 games or whatever. It's a long shot, but he could, um, which would be well, maybe pretty MLB wild. Will but I think throw he... him those juiced Aaron Judge balls from last year and he'll get <laughs> there. I think he probably ends up with like 56 or 55, something like that, um, as like the top end of what he'll realistically um, get to. But he's been carrying my, my squad. I've, I've gotten some timely performances from streamers and uh, – I don't know. I think Kerry Carpenter was like a huge. I know that sounds crazy, but Kerry Carpenter was like a huge pickup for me. He's Dude, been Ian Happ's been that um, guy slower recently. Ian Happ's been like holding it down as a yeah. as an outfielder. Like that. That's the thing. Like especially in the fantasy baseball playoffs for like a points league that we're in, those guys become. If you look at like when you make the playoffs and then you look back at the team history. Um, from years you've made the playoffs in the past, there's like always a bunch of guys on your team that you're like, why the fuck was that guy on my team? And it's like, oh, he was just red hot and I needed some points. So I picked him up in free agency in the playoffs and dropped somebody who was probably like more consistently good throughout the season. Um, so I always think it's funny. You look back and you're like, why the fuck did I roster? Like, like I have Randall Grichik and Tommy Pham and they put up like 14 points yesterday. I saw that. Yeah. The, uh, Tommy yeah. Pham's been like quietly kind of good. For a minute here, yeah. for like a month. Yeah, I mean, 266, 16 home runs, 18, uh, 18 stolen bases. Um, Do you know... He's in Arizona now. Another guy I've picked up, and I swapped him when I had injuries happen, but I picked him back up again. Uh, and you you picked him earlier in the season as your rookie of the year. But James Outman, uh, mm-hmm. his, he, they were talking about it on the Dodgers game last night because I was watching. He has like... It, it's funny, you actually mentioned Justin Upton, is he's had a very season of like... He was... It, they just looked at OPS, and he had, like, an 1,100 OPS for, like, the first month and a half of the season. And then it dropped to, like, yeah. 560. And now he's back up to close to 900 for the last month and a half. Um, and he's been kind of hot. Yeah. Uh, and he the thing they said is he's, like, walking at, like, a ridiculous clip right now. Um, yeah, I mean, he might end up being a guy who's, like, super streaky throughout his career because he— he makes a lot of contact and stuff, but he also strikes out like a lot. He swings Ta- a lot. It's like a, a left-handed Chris Taylor. They got another one. It's the same time. Yeah, guy. but but I mean, 
you know, he's a, a three war guy this year so far. Um, he's up to 19 home honestly, runs. Honestly, not. Yeah, it wasn't a terrible rookie of the year call. I mean, Corbin Carroll's probably running away with it, but like, as far as not trying to pick the trendy names and whatnot, yeah, I like, James Diamond wasn't too bad. I wanted to give you props um, on that because I picked him up and I was yeah. like, going to give Joe some props. He's turned out to be a very good player this year. But that's a guy, you know, in the future for the Dodgers. If he plays every day moving forward, he'll bat. Even if he bats 250, he's a potential 2020 guy. That's um, a great fantasy guy to fill out your roster. That's like the kind of guys this yeah, time of year I, where you're like, put him in. Mm-hmm. And I think he's um, a pretty good defender, if I remember correctly. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a center field. I think he mostly plays, which is obviously a hard position. Yeah, they got. Yeah, he's played 118 Hayward, games at Outman and uh, Chris Taylor in the outfield because Mookie. Mookie's been moving around the infield. Oh, true. Right. So Mookie's playing second um, base last night, which is also like he plays shortstop, plays second base, plays right field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but James Outman, he's been he's been awesome, and when he's hot, he's you know he, he's like hitting doubles, he's hitting home runs, he's doing a little bit of everything. Yeah, I like a guy like that. So I'm gonna ride yeah. that hot hand for the playoffs here. I almost picked him up. I lost Soler, like, which is a bummer because he was at like he was on pace yeah. for a forty home run. He's at thirty five, but his hip got jacked up. And then the yeah. Marlins brought him back for one game to then just put him on IL, which like he that he's hitting again already. He like probably would be fine mm-hmm. if they didn't do that. I was like, why did you do that? But oh, while bad franchise. So we're jumping around the agenda a little bit, but while we're talking about guys, um, while we're talking about guys, yeah, while we're talking about guys, a couple weeks ago. I had mentioned Ronald, or maybe two. I think it was, was last literally episode, last two week. Episodes it ago? was like you said it, and no. then it happened. So just, just yeah. say it. Uh, I just want to point out that Ronald Acuna has completely turned it around from what I was calling a disappointing second half. He's gone nuts. Since I said that, now 40-70 is probably a long shot. He's at 65 stolen bases. He probably won't steal five more, especially with the Braves where they're at. But he could. And uh, even still, 40-60 is pretty unbelievable. So uh, I want to take credit for him getting Well, let's see. Michael uh, Lorenzen threw a no-hitter after you trashed him. Uh, <laughs> Soler went on a home run burner after you talked about him and dropped him. Acuna mm-hmm. did this. this basically, you need to speak ill of a guy on the podcast. Yeah. And then they'll just be like, oh, I heard this guy, uh, Joe Mano of the High Cheese Podcast, talk trash. Guess I got to step Meanwhile, it up. Meanwhile, if I speak highly of you, yeah, run. Jason Dominguez, that like, uh-huh. when you texted me that he had a, he was injured and then it was a torn UCL, I was like, you literally, we both, I, I like watching him play. Uh, we talked about yeah. him on how he was like a breath of fresh air to the awful Yankees and now he is probably out for most of last year too, unless he pulls a Bryce Harper or next year. Um, uh, yeah, you said last yeah. year. I was going to correct you, but you correct he's yourself. Re- he's tra- tra- uh, traveling yeah. backwards to recover from his UCL injury. Well, it's it's especially complicated for the Yankees because they are dumb and they don't know how to construct a roster. So now you have a guy like Bryce Harper who was able to come back super early from a UCL, Tommy John injury, and uh, DH a good chunk of the season. Odds are Yankees won't have that space available for Dominguez because they have um, – committed to having the ghost of Giancarlo Stanton <laughs> in their lineup every day for the next seven years. Um, so they're probably not going to be able to do that. So I, yeah, I don't think, I, I think Cashman or Boone said uh, nine to 10 months. 
So this is the time um, where they go out and get Cody Bellinger as a free agent, who you wanted as a trade deadline, because that makes perfect yeah. sense to have him lock it down. And also, dude, he would hit so many home runs in Yankee Stadium. They really should. It's such a no-brainer to me. They should have taken a chance on him Didn't this year. Didn't his dad play for the Yankees, too? Yeah, but his dad, uh, his dad did play for the Yankees. I think his dad, um, Clay Bellinger, bounced around a little bit and uh, was never really more than like a replacement level guy. Yeah. So I don't know if uh, I don't know if the Bellinger family has any real opinion about being in New York. You know, like I don't know if it's like, oh, my dad was there, and I remember yeah. when we were there, or you know, whatever. Like Garrett Cole being like, uh, I was the kid with the sign. <laughs> 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 I remember when I went to the yeah. Yankee game when I was a kid, and uh... yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if he has this. Yeah, I mean, Clay Bellinger played four seasons in the majors and barely played. He played 183 games in those years. So um, you know, who knows? But yeah, they should have gotten Cody Bellinger this off season, and uh, I still think he would be a good signing because he can play outfield or he could play first base if if and when Dominguez comes back or yeah if and he's you good bring at both another of those outfielder things too. or something like he's an elite defender at both positions so why not just exactly do it it's and... a no it's a no all right so but... we should audition for this job when Cashman loses it joint resume uh, I mean like I would assume that that should be one of the easier jobs in baseball if now I don't think that Hal Steinbrenner is a good owner. So I feel like to Cashman's credit, I feel like he's probably been a little bit limited by what, uh, how w- is willing to pay for and whatnot, but also Cashman sucks. So I don't want to give him too much credit, but like, you know, they're the Yankees. You'd think the draw of bringing somebody there is a little bit easier. You know, like the pitch is like, you're going to be a Yankee dude. Like Let's get real. That's what everyone is aspiring to at some level, you know, like to be the fucking pinnacle, which the Yankees are, even if they're not like currently that. Um, so how hard could it be to bring in free agents, really? They're going to go hard on that uh, uh, Yamamoto or Well, or everybody, I feel like he's is. the next, everybody's going for that guy, so. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to yeah. outbid the Yankees. I think they're going to go. Cashman was there for the no-hitter the other day. I think they're going to go real hard at him. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I also wanted to talk about a funny Yankees thing, and I'm trying to find. Here it is. Did you happen to catch uh, David Wells' cartoonish interview during Old Timers Day where he was like, it was like a big anti-woke rant, and he had the Nike oh, logo no. covered on his jersey? And I saw that, which I actually respect the cover into the, the yeah, Nike Yeah, well, his logo, reasoning like- is because they're a woke institution. Uh, oh, never mind. Yeah. I thought it was like don't don't sully the oh, pinstripes no, 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 no. or something like. He, here's oh, his okay, quotes. Here's his quotes when asked about uh, the state of the world and the game. We're in a different world. It sucks. That's why everyone should carry a gun. Asked why he had a medical tape over the Nike swoosh on the chest of his jersey, he said, "If you're playing today, he would have cut a hole in his jersey and worn it on the field rather than displaying Nike's logo on his body." I hate Nike. They're woke. Wells ripped companies he feels dabble too much in social issues, and he went on about how the, it's not. Cashman's fault, but it's the players need to be tougher. And he's like, Jorge Posada threw me up against the wall one time when I had a bad outing. I'd be shocked if players could do that today. And he just like goes, it's it. Honestly, I have, like I read it and started cracking up because it feels like an Onion article of like a like a yeah, sixty yeah. year old guy being woke, anti woke. Uh, yeah, 
he also rent he's really mad about bud light and a bunch of other stuff i was just laughing because it was like you know what that's exactly what i would assume david wells was doing now yeah i, I guess that's pretty on brand uh i mean david wells was kind of an asshole when he played so it makes sense that he's kind of an <laughs> asshole now. Just, I hate Nike. They're woke. It's just like... Yeah, like, like okay, explain what that means. Yeah, can like, you go on? They, they like gay people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. They they support black people. Oh, God. Yeah. Sounds terrible. Yeah, it just, I, I was like... And then the, the part, just off of what you're saying, he was like defending Cashman. He's like, Cashman should send a message and send some of these superstars to AAA. And it's like, that would, A, never happen. That didn't happen when you were a player, you idiot. Yeah. Because it happened yeah. to me, it happened to other guys. I was like, no, it didn't. No, it didn't. You didn't send those guys. Like you just... yeah, Not when you were an established player. Like, you can't just send. Yeah. Imagine sending Giancarlo Stanton to AAA. Like, that would just be like. So, I mean, some, well, maybe not because of his contract. I feel like his. I was going to say, someone would scoop him up off waivers. Like Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, his contract, honestly. But his contract should, complicates they try that. <laughs> there we go. That's another <laughs> idea. Somebody takes him. Good luck. There you go. But th- there's no value to taking Stanton right now. Like, what is he going to uh, do for you? Strike s- out? He'll hit like constantly? 20 home runs, but it'll be scattered over the whole season. There'll be no streaks because he gets hurt. Uh, yeah, it, it just, I don't know. It, the David Wells, it was a funny interview. If you get a chance to, there's an athletic like transcript of it, but then I, I found videos of it on Twitter. He just, he seems yeah. like a very unhinged drunk old man. Uh, ranting, yeah. but uh, speaking of AAA, <laughs> it's another one of our agenda items, and we talked about him when he was completely melting down as a pitcher. Uh, it's very funny that Alec Manoa just like didn't report to AAA. Like they sent him down, and he was like, "No, I don't want to do that." It's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I'd said I'd said in our fantasy group chat, it kind of begs the question of like, will we ever see him again? He's like clearly a head case. He's not going to report to AAA. Like, will that, like, is this the kind of thing where you could see the Blue Jays, like, cut and ties? I think he's only 25, and he was a Cy Young candidate last year, and a Cy Young potential candidate this year. Um, He was good his rookie year in 20 starts. I think someone's someone takes chance on him like you know the stuff isn't great about him not reporting and uh you know some of the things about him but like 25 Cy Young caliber pitcher I I don't think he slips through the cracks I think he comes back whether with the Blue Jays or somewhere else I mean I, I would imagine I would imagine he's back at some point I can't I can't fathom that this would be the end of Alec Manoa Okay, well, we'll find out. We're going to mark it here. We'll check back because you're like, it'll never be the end. And like tomorrow they're like, the Blue Jays have cut ties with him and executed him on the border. <laughs> you said it now. Halleck Manoa retires from baseball. I, I think he needs like, to what? like go to driveline and like, yeah, but like, but like figure it out. Like he's like so many guys do that. And then there's so many times where something, you know, look at Cody Bellinger who struggled for two three years or whatever it was and now he's back to playing at such a high level um Manoa's younger than him I I mean if honestly being a Yankee fan if they had if they bring in Manoa on like a a nothing deal or a a low prospect trade I wouldn't hate it you know 
no guarantee to be in the the starting yeah, rotation. Yeah, I mean, like it, it makes sense just because of yeah. what he did last year. Obviously, it was unsustainable what he did last year, but it's like yeah. it, there's talent there. He seems and he he, seems he has the pedigree too. too. Like he seems pretty immature. He's not just a guy who came up and was good at out of nowhere. He was one of their higher ranked prospects, so he's got the uh, pedigree. He's got the at least we've seen the flashes of it in the past. I, I can't imagine this is the end of yeah. Alec Manoa. Got to grow up a little bit. Maybe with the Blue Jays. I mean, he might have burned that That bridge, I could but. see of, like, you didn't report, you've been awful all year. Like get- He'll probably sign with the Dodgers and win a Cy Young next year. I mean, if there was a team that was going to fix him, the Dodgers or the Rays or the Astros. So, And all of them would definitely mm-hmm. be like, oh. Ooh, Astros would be interesting. Feels like an Astros guy to me. I don't know why. Well, because they take those guys and they make them Cy Youngs. Yeah. Or, or like Ryan Presley, who they turn into an elite closer with a spin rate on every pitch that's just insane. And he's like 34 now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So last agenda item I had, or no, got a few more agenda items. Um, Pete Coe Armstrong arrives. I think he's probably the last top prospect we'll hear about this year. I would think so, yeah. We're getting pretty late in the game. Yeah, Cubs... The Cubs have called them all up this year. The Cubs were just like, let us just do it. Everybody, you're here. Morrell, um, who's the Matt, uh, the power hitter they brought up? I'm totally blanking mm-hmm. on Cubs prospects. Um, Cubs prospects. Brain just turned off. Power hitter. Yeah, hold on. I got you. I got you. Hold on. Oh, uh, earlier in the yeah, season? Yeah, yeah. He's not still up with them. Yeah, I forget his name. Uh, first baseman. Yeah, right? Matt Mervis. Yeah, Mervis. They've like brought everybody up, and so Armstrong. Actually, it's kind of surprising. He did he get hurt or something? It's kind of surprising he's not back. Like with the September expanded roster. I honestly lost track of him. I just know he was like part of it, and I don't know. But yeah, ca- calling up Armstrong, he's the last one, uh, kind of of their class, and I think probably this year, like there's other players that are like knocking on the door, but as you said, it's late in the season. I don't suspect any of these guys are going to make like a difference really this year. So most most likely, they yeah. won't, you won't see anyone else after him. Um, will be cool. Yeah, but Pete Pete Crow Armstrong, he's only twenty one. Um, it's interesting to see him get called up. Curious to see what he'll do. Uh, I don't think I remembered. It was only a couple of years ago, but I don't, I don't think I realized he was on the Mets. Uh, yeah, he was. And he was. He was the Javier Baez. Yeah, trade. yeah, he was the big one of the pieces in that. Um, they it was like not that big of a trade. It was like him and a guy. I'm trying to remember who it was. Like a. I'm looking on Wikipedia. It just says Mets traded Crow Armstrong to Cubs in exchange for Javier Baez and Trevor Williams. Oh, I guess he. Well, that he was that highly touted. There you go. That, yeah, I mean he. Yeah, he's people seem to to love him as a prospect. So, be curious to see what he does. Yeah. In, in you know the short time he gets, which also bodes well for him to be like on the opening day roster next year. Yeah, and they'll have a whole team of youth alongside some guys who are a little more seasoned now, uh, yeah. which I think is good. I, I mean, I I love that the Cubs went for it this year. I, I am curious if they will try to retain Bellinger, but they have so much young talent I, that they're gonna. they don't necessarily They're going to try. They, they, yeah, but he, he anchors that, you know, you have that vet presence, him and Dansby. Like, that's nice. Yeah. And again, you could always move him. Any outfield position, any uh, first, you know, any, first base, any outfield and DH. any first base. 
Any any outfield, any first base. Yeah, he can play um, a bunch of places. So yeah, I I I like that. I, I'd imagine they're gonna they're gonna push pretty hard to try and keep him, but he's gonna be looking to cash in because since he didn't get really get the opportunity to uh, yeah. last year with the, the and he's rose to, rose to the occasion. Um, yeah. Last last news here, and then uh, we'll see what else comes into our brains since it's been how we've done the last few episodes. Uh, Freddie Freeman, who we mentioned at the top of the episode with Matt Olson. Uh, it's cool. The two of them are jockeying for the 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 back end of the MVP race. Uh, Acuna has kind of re-cemented himself at the top there. Uh, I think Mookie still. Mookie and Acuna are at the top, and then it's like their two teammates are right behind them in the MVP race, which speaks to the Braves and Dodgers yeah. organizations. It's like, come on. But I yeah. know we texted about this. I, it's insane to me. So Freddie Freeman broke not just the Los Angeles Dodgers, but the Dodgers, including Brooklyn Dodgers, uh, single-season doubles record when he hit his 53rd double. He's at 54 now. The last time someone hit 60 doubles in a season was like 1938. Uh, Holy shit, So really? he's like on, like he's on something right now. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you know, that's like a large piece of his profile is is 1936 was the last, last time year. anyone hit 60 there you go yeah, um he had 47 last year he had he only had 25 the year before he's but weirdly though uh, he's had over 40 he's led the league a bunch of times he's weirdly though never had 200 hits uh he had 199 last year which i thought was like i could have sworn i actually know this from um he's 10 away now he's at 190 so he could do it this year but I th- yeah. swore he had 200 hits for the Immaculate Grid, uh, and then oh, it was wrong. Really? And then Ooh. I saw in the article about him like going for this milestone of like 60 doubles will be the first time since the 30s anyone's done it. Uh, but also, he's possibly going to hit 200 hits for the first time in his career. Um, yeah, if he gets 60 doubles, he'll almost certainly get 200 hits. He's at 190, so if he hits... Um, Six more doubles. I'd imagine that would come with at least four other hits of some I would, sort. I would think so too. I feel I feel good about that. Yeah. It was just cool. I like it's it's one of those things where like in baseball, it, like, it's just how has that how firstly the Dodgers in all of the Dodgers that ever played there, all the Hall of Famers, all the great hitters, Jackie Robinson, Freddie Freeman, now has the Dodgers doubles thing with that. Like that's cool. I I just, I just like when stuff like that yeah. happens. And then if he does hit sixty, that'd be pretty sick to. I mean, yeah, you look at it like even if you um, remove the steroid guys from the home run equation, uh, the last time someone hit 60 home runs before Judge was 1961. So um, pretty crazy that 60 doubles happened even before that, considerably And it's crazy that, that didn't, I guess it didn't happen in the steroid era because all things that would have been doubles were home runs, but it's weird. Were just bombs, It's just yeah. weird that like... Because I feel like there's been some seasons where guys have like hit a lot of doubles, but sixty doubles, it's not there. It's a lot of doubles. Dude. Yeah, that's. I I mean, my fantasy team's points love it because it's like every night he gets like he. I feel like he's pretty consistently, and I'll have like big games where they go up, but he's like ah oh, four and a half points, and it's like two doubles and a walk. Yeah. I'm like cool. Yeah, love that. So looking looking at the lit. Yeah, looking at the list of like uh, most doubles in a season, Earl Webb in 1931 hit 67. That's the most That's ever. Insane. Yeah, after that, it's George Burns in 1926 with 64, Joe Medwick in 1936 with 64, Hank Greenberg in 34 with 63, 
Paul Wayner in 32 with 62, and Charlie Geringer in 36 with 60. That's the last one. Most recently, um, Helton in 2000 hit 59. That makes sense to me as a guy that would have done that. He won the batting Castellanos, title that year, I think. Castellanos, the Castellanos Cubs year, Castellanos right? in 2019, 58. And then Carlos Delgado hit 57 in 2000. Uh, Craig Anderson, Craig Biggio, Nomar. So there were some modern, some steroid yeah. era guys. Yeah, Helton makes yeah. sense to me. Also, I knew Castellanos because I actually had him that year. He went from the Tigers to the Cubs. Um, yeah. So I just like like I just love a doubles hitter. You know, I love a guy who just stroking. No, I'm stroking that, doubles. I think that is a good. I, I think rarely do you have a guy who hits a lot of doubles who isn't performing well in like batting average, and at least modestly well with home runs maybe not 30 40 home runs but usually over yeah. 20 i think it'd be weird to hit 35 plus doubles and like 10 home runs yeah that'd be like you a, unless you're like a super speed guy i guess yeah that would be pretty actually a very funny uh like stat line i'm sure someone's done it it's kind of surprising that like ricky henderson never really did that just because he was so fast yeah that's you think he'd like turn that's why when i saw that stat singles. i was like i gotta share this because it's weird that like it hasn't yeah happened but let's see let's see what kind of doubles numbers Ricky Henderson was putting up. He was kind of like a, he had some pop too. Yeah, so he kind of was like a power hitter a little bit. Um obviously and I, I feel like the thing with Ricky Henderson is like every single hmm. was basically a double cuz he just stole. Yeah, well, now nah, his career high was 33, which is still a lot, but I mean, you know, in his like Young peak years, 24, 25, Dude, 27, the stolen bases, 31, 17. The stolen bases where he had 130 yeah, 100, stolen bases in 1982 is like the dumbest thing I've ever looked at. Like that's never, no one's, like Acuna doing what he's doing this year. No one is. He had 130 stolen bases and 143 hits. Yeah, and he had 42 caught stealings too, which is funny that year. But also 116 Dude, in, walks. In, yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah, that's a ludicrous amount of... He's, like, basically stealing one base every time he's on base. <laughs> I imagine that that, uh, that his record of 14.06... He actually... I didn't know this. He leads all-time in runs scored with 2,095 hits, or stolen yeah. bases, 14.06, and then also in caught stealing with 335, which is funny because he just took yeah, so many... Yeah, his volume of steals. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, a, like a Kobe Bryant volume scorer situation. He was just always running. Yeah, which yeah, just like constantly. There's like really no one that does that anymore because everyone's so scared of getting hurt. And yeah, he was a 111 WAR player. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I didn't. Feel like I, I, don't I guess I never really thought about it. I guess but. I don't think about Ricky Henderson enough. Maybe I should give him more. I mean, he did play for also 25 years, which is crazy. Right, but to you know, there's a level of consistency yeah, that comes accruing with that. 100 and also 279 average, 297 homers. All those stolen bases, like it's pretty well rounded. Like he's maybe one of the most well rounded players of all time. Probably. Yeah, hundred eleven. That's that's up there. Is, is crazy. Was he a defense too? Yeah. Look at his D war. He had to be. Uh, like started to, out with a negative yeah. season. He's like average, a couple above average seasons. Yeah, he yeah, was just a. Four, I mean, I, isn't base running pretty high on the ranking for war? Probably. I think it is. I think it's like one of those probably. Things. Yeah. But. Well, because you're creating, you, he probably created so many runs. Like, I mean, he was scoring 
his 162 game average is 121 runs yeah a season like that's that's crazy also let's real quick before we wrap because he's pitching against me in fantasy right now and i was just checking my score um we talked about manoa a lot this year and we haven't talked i don't think we've actually mentioned this name on the podcast but i just want to talk about it because it's relevant to right now in my own life so that's what we're doing before we go to Bomax. uh what the hell happened to dylan cease this year white Sox. like he is just like so erratic and he was so good last year. He was so insane. He had a, what, 2.2 ERA last year? Something insane like that? Yeah, I mean, I, who knows? I, the White Sox are doing something weird because a lot of those guys aren't developing the way you thought they would or have hit, especially the pitchers. Like, you look at a guy like Giolito who was just like, just like did develop and horrendous. then regressed. Yeah, and Cease, yeah. Cease is, uh, has so he had a 2.2 ERA last year, he had 3.91 the year before, so it's like, okay, a step forward. Now he has the second highest ERA of his whole career with a 4.98. And it's like... Yeah, I mean, I would say, looking at his numbers from last year, that having a 2.2 ERA with almost walking four hitters per nine is probably yeah, a bit of an Yeah, with 227Ks, too. Right, right. It's, it's but, kind of the Blake Snell treatment this year of like. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's, I mean, as we've seen from Blake Snell, it's that's not, a not really sustainable year yeah, over year. You got to kind of like hit your spots every single game out. So. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I just, Dylan Cease. I feel like he's like doing well today, but like it's weird because he was one of the best pitchers throughout most of last year, and this year he's just a five ERA is not what you sign up for when you're getting into a guy like that. Yeah, and I mean, it's also concerning that like two years ago wasn't that great of a year, but he was young and developing and whatnot. It was his first full year. Um, he was striking out twelve point three per nine, and now this year he's striking out ten point seven. So that's gone down. Yeah, you never want to see that either. No, while uh, that walk rate, like, is it the pitch I mean, clock? Gone ups. Is it? It could be. I mean, it could be a lot of things. It could be whatever they're having him throw. It could be. Um, you know, he's just in a funk. Could be like a mechanical thing. Could, who knows? It could be the way the catcher's calling the game. There's so many different things with a young guy like that. I think uh, probably a good bet to be about. And also important to remember that this is only his third full season, even though he's 27, which is a little bit older for a guy when you're talking about like being developing. But I think we've seen like over the years recently – younger pitchers be like really erratic and as they get older into their later 20s and earlier 30s that that's when they sort of like you know like someone like unfortunately trevor bauer had that kind of trajectory where it was like he'd have these flashes of being great maybe never a 220 era when he was younger but like you'd see the stuff and it never really came together and then he was like 27 28 and it sort of all fell into place wheeler was sort of similar although a lot of that was like injury based yeah um, I mean, I thought that, like, a, a comp, because I thought he was better than this guy, is Justin Steele's in his third year at age 27. He went 4.26 ERA, 3.18 ERA, and now what he's doing this year with a 2.49. I think that's, like... Yeah, but what's a major what's a major staple of Justin Steele's game? Uh, not walking people. That's, exactly. like, his entire that's game. That's such a big crazy thing for a young... Rates, for crazy a, spin rates and not walking people. But not walking people just limits damage, especially if you're doing other things Did, well like if you're not letting guys get on base when they're when they're not hitting you there's nobody to drive in when they are getting hits it's a lot easier to to maintain like 
a consistent level of production. I think. I want to also what, just. I mean, he's walking one point nine this year. That's down from three point eight, and you see like the impact that has. I mean, n- not only that, but you see the impact that kind of thing will have on a young pitcher. Is like he's a much much better pitcher now. Yeah, you know? it's changed. Yeah, I just uh, it's it's strange that that. Dylan Cease went the opposite way after taking the steps forward. He did, and yeah, the walks last year, that's part of, it's just weird. It's like more like an A.J. Burnett type career trajectory than like what I thought. Mm -hmm. I thought thought Dylan Cease last year was like going to be like the next guy. Like he was up. Yeah, but people thought about Manoa too, you know? So. Uh, I think like, I I don't have it in front of me and I'm not going to look it up because we're a little short on time, but like, I bet if you looked into uh, Dylan Cease's like strand rate last year and all those little things probably all pretty high probably all things that would have pointed to yeah. like regressing a little bit and maybe he along with the pitch clock and the changes they made you know, also last thing before we stuff. hit Womack uh this podcast first was on to Justin Steele when we when I called him the new Cliff Lee now when everyone's really yep. praising him and John Lester saying I knew before everyone else uh we did too so I just want to say that okay <laughs> well we did first Yeah, we were here first um, we were like yeah Justin Steele right. is good okay bye all right uh Womack right. It up. you go first Womack okay my guy is a pitcher right-hander he played from 1995 to 2012. Whoa! I think you'll probably remember him as a as a Royal, maybe a Cardinal, actually maybe a Brewer. There's a couple options here. I'll, I'll just read through the teams he was on. So he came up with the Red Sox in '95. Um, didn't pitch a full year, and even then it wasn't really a full year till '97. Then he did a short stints in Arizona and Kansas City in 98. Uh, He was actually with Kansas City for the next couple years. Pittsburgh for half a year, back in Boston for the next half a year. St. Louis, Milwaukee, back to St. Louis for half a year, and then ended with the Padres. Um, He was mostly a starter. He was not great, but a name you'll definitely know. Uh... His career war was 17.1. So the I think the Red Sox might have got it for me, and was he a starter for them too? Um, yes, yeah. Because he was like a but, trade. It was a trade thing, right? They traded for him. Well, he came up with them originally, and then they they and got him again he, later. He, yeah, from Pittsburgh in two thousand three. I, I got it. It's um yeah uh Jeff Supon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Royals. Well, I was like, I when you went through like a Pirates, Reds. I was like, okay, I think the Red Sox traded back for him at some point when you went through him. Yep. Uh, and did. he was never like great, but he was one of those guys who I feel like I thought when I'm look at he was like an innings he years. His, he had a couple okay well, years. His, his WAR was like what seventeen? Let me look him up real quick. Yeah, seventeen point one. Yeah, that's like pretty good. Uh, well, yeah, but you look through like. Well, his first I'm grading on the Womack almost curve, ten pretty years. Good. Pretty good for like a guy that right, we right, right, think right, of right, here. Right. Um, yeah, his first like eight years, he had a five ERA. Yeah, he and then he settled down a little bit to like low. He fours. always had baseball cards that looked like he knew how to pitch better than he did. I felt like like he looked cool on his cards, well, like a cool motion. I think yeah, he was just like your stereotypical like innings eater. He didn't strike out a lot of guys, didn't walk a lot of guys, didn't really limit damage, but he he pitched. Over 200 innings, one, two, three, four, five, five years in a row. And then after that, it was 188, 194, 190, 206, 177. So, like, 
He was just like a yeah, that was eater a, guy. a classic back end of the rotation. Classico innings eater, the old kind. All right, yeah. Let me do my guy now. We got so my guy is mm-hmm. a catcher, which I realized we don't really have many catchers on our Womack team, so I picked one no. for that reason. Uh, eight point nine career WAR, two sixty two average, eighty seven homers. Got a guy for all intents and purposes. Yeah. Uh, nineteen ninety seven to two thousand seven. Little little career there. Uh. Mm-hmm. Twin for one season, Diamondback, which is where I think you'll remember him. Cub, A, Brewer. Was he on the Diamondbacks in two thousand? He was indeed on that team, which is why I think you'll know Fuck. him for sure. But yeah, I think I do know, but I can't come up with the he name. He also I feel like I can picture very him. famously was not in the MLB Players Union. So he, oh, so he wasn't he in wasn't video in video games. games. He was always like a filled in generic guy in video games, uh, which. Was he the s- starter on that 01 team? I think so. Um, based on games played, he got 123 games on that season. Uh, 380 at-bats, but catchers, that's like a full season for a catcher. Like split in time with a backup on like night-day games, so it switches. So who did he come up with first? The twins. Twins. It's weird. This guy is someone I think about a lot, but uh, I don't... I mean, I was really into that Kurt Schilling, Randy Johnson, Diamondbacks team too. So this was like their catcher. So, yeah, I was looking at that roster pretty recently, like you know, in the last couple months, and I don't think this is the guy. But I was surprised. I'm gonna guess it because I don't think he was the starter. I think he only he was young, and I think he only played a handful. But I'm pretty sure he was on that team. So I'm just gonna throw this guess out. Is it Rod Barajas? Uh, it is not, but also a great name. And backup, I'm looking to make sure because I just looked up when you said it. He is the back. He split time with that. Those are the two catchers. Those are the guys. Uh, I don't know. The, uh, the other, other guy, guy is Damian Miller. Damian Miller. Oh, that's not like familiar. Wait, at all. really? Oh, word. I would have thought I would have yeah. really sworn you like knew who it was uh, when I said it. Damian Miller. No. Yeah. I, I was pretty certain it was not Barajas. I but, wish I'd... Oh, he looks familiar. I wish I'd picked Barajas. <laughs> now, Barajas is a little... I, I mean, I don't know if I would have guessed him if you said. Yeah. Um, But he's a little bit... I feel like he's well-known enough to us. He's kind of... Right, yeah, it's like a name. I don't know. Maybe it's It's not. a name. Yeah, it seems recent enough There's names that, that stick out. And I think Barajas also played for the Rangers, if I'm correct and for some reason i feel like yeah, any definitely. catcher on the rangers they like stick in my head for some reason yeah honestly i'm a little more interested in rob brahas than damian uh, miller damian miller well, fine. Yeah, we see. can add both of them as the handcuff to each other on our roster also hey do you play fantasy football real quick before you go how you doing how's mm-hmm. your team doing i have three teams i want one so i won in one league but i have aaron Rodgers. it's a two quarterback league uh, i have aaron Rodgers, which sucks I have Derek Carr on my bench, and Russell Wilson is my other quarterback, so that might be tough. Uh, my other league – oh, so I lost in that league this week. My other league I won. I'm feeling pretty good about. And then the third league is – it's called a guillotine league, so you don't play each other. There's 15 teams, and the team with the lowest points each week, each week gets eliminated. Oh, that's cool. I dig that. Um, yeah, and then, so, and then those players from that team go into the free agent pool, and we have a, a free agent budget of 200 for the season and you can bid on players to add to your team. Um, 
to, to improve. So uh, I did not get eliminated, but I, my team wasn't that good. I have T. Higgins, for those of you who watch football, in all of my leagues, and he put up zero points for the Bengals, and Joe Burrow looks like he might not be healthy. Isn't T. Higgins which a wide receiver? My moving forward. Yeah, I remember. Like, yeah. I, I don't know football for uh, any baseball people listening that like football too. I don't know it at all anymore. I used to follow it, and I just literally one day was like, I don't really care about this, and then I didn't. Yeah, but I remember that guy. So from I don't know. A little together. Oh yeah, a <laughs> little bit of a mixed bag for me uh, so far. But it's been a weird. It was a weird week one. So hopefully things normalize. Yeah, well, a and bit. losing Aaron Rodgers um, though is kind of devastating. So. It, yeah, I mean, look, I'm not. I, I think Aaron Rodgers is kind of an annoying person, but he's yeah, a great he's the most player. annoying guy ever. And but, uh, yeah, that, if that's how his career ends for one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, that's really shitty. And I hope he gets uh, another shot. But yeah, it's a pretty rough injury to get uh, a ruptured Achilles. It's rough to come back from. That's a, at any age. Yeah, that's a long road back at age 41 or whatever. Yeah. I think he might hang it up. He was already sort of toying with retiring and. Yeah, should have just yeah. done it for the but Packers. But conversation for yes. another day. All right. I got to Well, run. everybody have a good week. And uh, next week, if we're both still alive, it'll be our fantasy championship. So we'll have some content for you and be trash cool. talk. Yeah. All, <laughs> All right. right. See you, everybody. See you, All right.